Welcome back to Four in Tow Podcast, where moms can find connection and encouragement on their journey through homeschooling. This is episode six. Today we're going to be talking about my all-time favorite curriculum for teaching history and social studies, Beautiful Feet Books. Let's dive in. Oh my gosh, you guys. First, I'm going to tell you how I found them, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of their uh, literature packs that they have. I don't have all of them yet, but the ones that I've used, I have absolutely loved. I mentioned in a previous episode how I have gone about finding new curriculum or finding stuff that I like to use for my kids. And one of the ways to do that is to look up reviews online and see what other people are using and see their reviews and other parents' perspectives on different curriculum that they've used. And one of these sites that I found one time, uh, when my oldest was going to go into first grade that summer prior, I was looking into different things I could use for her history. And on one of the review sites, this Beautiful Feet Books had gotten the highest rating for non-traditional history teaching. It's not a textbook. And that I knew the way my oldest learns, textbooks just aren't her thing. And they are my thing. Like I could read through a textbook and it'd be okay. But for her, it just wasn't going to work. So I knew right away that that wasn't going to work. Beautiful Feet Books uses living books to teach history. So for those of you who may not be familiar with what a living book is, I'm going to read you the definition from simplycharlottemason.com. Quote, living books are usually written by one person who has a passion for the subject and writes in conversational and narrative style. The books pull you into the subject and involve your emotions. It's easy to remember the events and the facts. Living books make the subject come alive. End quote. So what Beautiful Feet Books has done is they found living books that have been written over the last 50 or so, some longer years, and they've put them together into collections that you can buy along with a teacher's guide to help with your course study. And each study pack will cover a certain aspect of history or a certain aspect of social studies. A few of the things that they cover They're best known for their early American history studies, history of science, character, history of horses, history of California and the Wild West, world history, ancient history, medieval history, classical music history, government, economics, and one of their newest book packs are the Around the World with Picture Books Part 1 and Part 2 I'm going to get into later in the episode. My first experience with Beautiful Feet Books was with their Early American History for the primary grades. This one is ideal for K through 3rd grade, the primary level. They also have an intermediate level of Early American History for 4th through 6th grade. And another one that's Early American and World History designed for ninth through 12th graders. So far with the early American history, I've only covered the primary grade levels. The guide that I have, my mom bought for my youngest brother about 15, 20 years ago when she was teaching him early American history. 
So the literature packs have been around for a while. They have been revising the teacher's guides. So you'll see some of the guides, the older guides are really very, very simple. They have the comb binding, a tanned cover, and just simple white pages with directions on each page laid out, a reading list in the front, and then each lesson has a few steps. Read this many pages of this book. Here's a bit of scripture you can read or discuss what this person was thinking in this chapter or memorize this poem or read this poem. Sometimes you don't even have to memorize it. It's, it's very, uh, it was very simple. So when they've re they've started to revise the books, they've added pictures to the teacher's guides and they have added, uh, they've changed some of the books from the older versions. They've updated some of the books that you have available. In the primary guide for early American history, they have designed the primary level so that you can take it in two years or one year. It just depends on how many lessons of history you want to study that year. When I first went through it, I did it in two years with my oldest daughter for her first and second grade years of homeschooling. She's going into the fourth grade this next year, and she has her two, the two kids that come after her will be in second and first grades, respectively. So my plan is to go back to doing early American history again, partly just to refresh my older daughter's memory on the subjects, and I'm going to give her the intermediate level. So we'll be learning similar topics, but the books lists that we're going to be using are going to be a little bit more advanced for her. And the books for the middle two children will be slightly simpler. That's the biggest difference between the three different levels of early American history. For example, for the primary level, we're learning from the Vikings, which they say are the first people that really discovered North America, and we go right up until after the Civil War. So the first book for the primary levels that you that you read is Leif the Lucky by Ingrid and Edgar Perrin the Aulier. And I apologize, I'm probably butchering their names. It's very French, and I do not speak a lick of French. <laughs> but if you've seen these books... They are incredibly colorful picture books with gorgeous, gorgeous pictures. And the writing style is just that. It's just written in a storybook style. So that's for the primary grades. But for the intermediate level, to study Vikings, you read through the chapter book called The Vikings by Elizabeth Janeway. It is a chapter book with not as many pictures. Both stories tell about... Eric the Red and his son Leif, or Leif the Lucky, who are two Vikings credited with having discovered parts of far eastern Canada. It's thought that they may have been the first, it's believed that they may have been some of the first Europeans to discover North America, even well before Christopher Columbus ever found the Caribbean islands. So this year my plan is to have all three of my children who will be school-aged go through early American history. My younger kids will be doing the primary grades, the primary books, mostly picture books, and my older child will be reading through the chapter books. 
Now these, I do a lot of these as read alouds, especially for my younger kids. My very youngest in first grade is only just learning to read and my second daughter going into second grade uh, is working through dyslexia. So some of these books are just over their reading level. It just won't work for them to try and read. So I usually read them, read to them aloud. And my older daughter loves it when I read aloud to her. And so I will do some with her, but I'm also going to challenge her to read some of the chapters on her own just to help give her practice reading at a higher reading level uh, to encourage her in her reading development. She is an avid reader and I can't seem to keep books around long enough for her to get through them. <laughs> She's got one finished. Literally, we went to the library last week. She got three chapter books. She read one on our 20 minute drive home. <laughs> I was kind of shocked. And she sat down and read a second one on the couch the rest of the day. Yeah, that's my oldest. I'll put some pictures up on my Instagram feed for you guys to see the difference between the old version and the new version of the teacher's guides. Also, you can I'll post a little picture of the book list for both the primary grades and the intermediate grades uh, of early American history. So you can see the differences in us. There are some books that are similar between the two curriculum, but there are some differences as well. I am addicted to these beautiful feed books. And like I said, it all started with the early American history. And I've decided that this is the history program that I'm going to be using the rest of their, uh, my homeschooling days. And so I have slowly been buying up um, teacher's guides. And the way I've done it um, is buy the teacher's guides first. And then as I go thrift store shopping or I go to a lot of library book sales. I, I just keep an eye out for the books that I can find there. And I also buy a lot of my books at thriftbooks.com. That is a great way to do it. However, you can just buy literature packs direct from Beautiful Feet Books. They sell them as whole sets, brand new whole sets of these books sold at bfbooks.com. And I have an affiliate link. Um, if you are interested in these books and want to order some directly from the company, follow the link that I'll post in the show notes and it helps support my podcast as well as your own homeschool. Check out the show notes. Like I said, I've been buying up the teacher's guides first. That's just the way I've been able to do it with the way our income is that works just best for us because my mom has been homeschooling for so long as well. She actually has quite a few of these books, so I haven't had to buy everything. Um, but one of the curriculum that I tried this last year was the history of science. And I said, I say try because we didn't get very far. The reason being, I was realizing I was getting much more out of this than my daughter was. This the history of science is designed for fourth through sixth grade. While I loved reading bi the biographies on each of the scientists and seeing how science was developed and, and how scientists and thinkers made discoveries, my daughters, my two older girls who were both supposed to be learning from it, wanted to do the experiments. They had a list of experiments that you could do to see, for example, when they were working with levers and pulleys, um, we could work with levers and pulleys. We could learn about the Archimedean screw when we learned about Archimedes. And so we made a few of those things um, and we kind of got stuck in the ancient scientists and just, I was just fascinated with how they thought and how they uh, 
discovered things. So I, I got stuck there and just, we spent the first half of the year working through that. And then we spent the second half of the year working on uh, the scientists from the medieval period. So uh, Leonardo da Vinci, Galileo, Isaac Newton is even included in that. And we did not get much farther. There, they have a whole section on modern scientists as well. And from modern, they start Ben, Ben Franklin, Louis Pasteur, Thomas Edison, George Washington Carver, the Wright brothers, Marie Curie, and Albert Einstein. But we didn't get there because <laughs> I just got stuck with reading about all these different people. I really enjoyed it. But like I said, my kids were like, we want to do all the experiments. So I'm going to go back to the, to the curriculum that I have used in the past for science, which I'll talk about that in another episode. And, um, and I'll keep using the history of science as we go, uh, learning about different countries. And as I find, oh yeah, this, this person was from that country. I'm going to do that. So I'll still use these guides, but, and I still recommend it. It just wasn't quite right for my kids at this time. And I'm not sure. We'll see if it is in the future, but I still love it. I still recommend it. <laughs> they have a history of classical music. And as a music teacher myself, I just couldn't resist. I had to buy it when I found it. I actually found it on one of those thrift, thrifting uh, groups on Facebook. So they, if you don't know about these, they exist. <laughs> um, home, homeschool moms selling their used slightly used curriculum on Facebook buy, sell, trade groups. And so one day I had just discovered that Beautiful Feet Books had this history of classical music and I got super excited about it. So I went through and like searched all my mommy groups and there were two ladies selling the Beautiful Feet history of classical music, but they were selling different parts of it. <laughs> and together it was the complete set. I got so excited I messaged both ladies and asked them if it was still available, and it was, and it just worked out perfectly. So I was able to get the whole set on this used bookstore from two different ladies, and it, it does just that. It goes through the classical, the history of classical music and studies different composers' lives and their music. I have not yet used this curriculum because it is designed for older children, and my kids aren't quite there yet. However... I think this year, my plan is to start reading through it a little bit. Maybe not all the books that they recommend, because like I said, this is designed for older kids, and so the books are designed for a little bit older kids. But if we at least start listening to the music of these composers, and if we just start talking about them, and maybe even going to the library and finding some simpler books on these different composers, it's going to fit in really well with what I'm about, with the other uh, social studies program that I'm going to tell you about here in just a second, um, which is the around the world with picture books curriculum. And so that'll give my kids uh, just a little bit more of a taste of the music, which I'm super, which I super love. Like I'm obviously I'm a musician. And so this is like, I love this stuff. With the classical music history, you can buy the, the uh, 18 CD music masters collection by Vox Music Masters. It goes right along with all the different books that they have you buy. They, you study classical music. So they go through the Baroque period, the classical period, the Romantic period. They stop before the modern period of music. They start with Bach and they end with Oliver Messiani and Igor Stravinsky. They cover Haydn, Beethoven, Vivaldi, Mozart, Mendelssohn, 
and it's and Chopin, different composers. They just go through their life work, and then you get a taste of their music with the CDs. I think it's awesome. Then, two years ago, they put out Around the World with Picture Books, Part 1. And this last December, they put out Around the World with Picture Books, Part 2. And these ones are designed specifically for kindergarten through third grade. However, I could totally see how this could work for older kids as well. And I'm just going to continue using this program, these books, over and over and over again until I'm done with homeschooling. They've divided each book into countries. So in part one, they cover countries of Asia, Oceania, well, specifically Australia, Antarctica, and Africa. Now, it's not an extensive list of all the countries in each of those continents, but it is a taste of. So the countries of Asia that they cover is China, Japan, Thailand, and India. And the countries of Africa that they cover are Morocco, Egypt, Tanzania, Kenya, and Ghana. The main book that they use for all of the countries is Maps by Alexandra Mikelenska and Daniel Mikelenski. It is a beautifully illustrated book with maps of various countries in the world. It's not an extensive atlas, but it does take all the countries that are in these guides that they cover are in that book. It is absolutely beautiful. Whether you do living books or not, or whether you use this curriculum or not, I highly recommend this maps book. My kids love to pour over these pages. It's a picture of, of the country, and then there's pictures of how the people dress, uh, pictures of dancers in traditional costume. There's pictures of animals that are there, pictures of food, pictures of the money, pictures of the flag, um, pictures of their houses. Where are the mountains in that country? Where's the deserts? Where are the ocean? Are there oceans touching it? Are there lakes? Are there rivers? And it's all in there on just this beautiful picture. It's gorgeous. And these, this book is huge. When you hold it, it's just a big book. It's gorgeous. Go look it up. Maps by Alexandra and Daniel Mikulinski. That's the main, that's the main book they put in like every lesson. You have to have that book to look at the map and see how it looks and all this stuff. They always have at least one, sometimes two picture books to read to your kids about that book. So for example, in book one, part one, China is the first country that you study. So you look at the picture of China in your maps book and you read the story about Ping. And the story about Ping is set on the Yangtze River. So where is that river? And you can look on the map and see, oh, it's right there. So somewhere along this river is where this book was set. And what does the, why are the ducks so important in China? And so then they go in a whole lesson on why ducks are important in China. It's really fascinating. And then you look at the pictures in the book about the story about Ping, and you realize that there are cormorant fishers there. There, you can see the uh, dress of the day. You can see the way that their buildings are. And they, and you talk to your kids about those little details that are in these pictures, uh, in the picture book, the story about ping. And you realize, um, you can help your kids notice the details and like, well, look, they're still people and they still, they dress like a, they dress, but their dresses are different than ours. And here's how they're different. And isn't that really cool? And it's a celebration of the Chinese culture. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. Then the, then what I like is, that I think is really cool is they always add 
a library connection. So there's extra books that you can get. These ones you have to go to your library to find. And they're just extra story books with either um, folklore tales from those countries or just, uh, that's most of them are that folklore. Um, you can also go find biography and history books and they have lists of those as well. So when we studied China, we could have studied the Great Wall of China, the Dalai Lama, Marco Polo, Kabule Khan, Genghis Khan, and Confucius. That was a lot of people to study. And they have picture books for all of these people. And it's all written down in this book. Um, so we ended up just doing the Great Wall of China and Genghis Khan. Um, and we did Marco Polo as well, um, but a little bit later. Uh, we, well, we did him between China and India. And so, yeah, I ended up getting a lot of the library connection books uh, from thriftbooks.com because our library just is terrible and they even there <laughs> we were we're only allowed to get two books out with the interlibrary loan and it takes about a month to get the books so <laughs> not the best not the best and our library is so small they didn't have many of the books so I ended up just buying a lot of them from um, thriftbooks.com if you want a uh, friends and family discount uh, just let me know I have a little um have a referral code I can send you if you're interested. Just message me and I'll send you a link. We went through part one this last school year and absolutely loved it. Like it was just so much fun and my kids loved it and I had a great time. And so this year we're going to do Around the World with Picture Books part two. And this one covers Europe and South America. So the countries of Europe that they cover are France, Spain, Holland, Italy, Sweden, Denmark, and Great Britain. And the countries of South America that they cover are Ecuador, Brazil, Peru, and Chile, or Chile. Hmm. This one is set up exactly like part one. They have the maps book that you definitely will need. And then they have one to two storybooks to read through about each country. And then all the extras. Oh, and they even have a recipe at the end of each chapter for you to be able to try food from each of the countries that you go to. And uh, I, I am absolutely not a cook at all. So every single recipe was highly intimidating. But on uh, there are mommy groups out there that you can join. There's actually one on Facebook that I'm part of that's fantastic. And a bunch of moms are encouraging each other just to, what do you do with this country when you study this one? I like guess specifically for these around the world books. There are other um, our parent pages for all the other Beautiful Feet books there where you can like have discussions, boards and stuff like that. But with the around the world with picture books, they are so extensive and so wonderful that somebody was like, I'm just going to create my own group over here. If we want to talk about just the around the world books, come over here. <laughs> and so I joined it and have had just a blast looking at everybody's stuff that they've done and the ideas that people have had. And yeah, the meals everybody has made, um, they really do look delicious. I just know my kids are just too picky and I would be eating it for weeks and weeks. So <laughs> I will say, however, it has been really fun because we were able to study, um, Tanzania and Kenya. And we have some really good friends from Uganda that I was able to show the kids, look, here's Tanzania, here's Kenya, and Uganda's right here. So the lake that's that's right here between these two countries, it uh, also touches Uganda where our friend Liz is. And if you want, you know, like, we can, I'll show you the city where Liz is from, like it's on the map even. And so that was really fun to see. And then too, um, also when we were studying Ghana, I was able to show the kids some of the places that 
my husband's family has gone to visit and works and they have an orphanage out there that they work with. And so I was able to show them all of those places too. And my mom and her family grew up in Ethiopia. My dad and his family grew up in Pakistan. And so I was able to show my kids my heritage and my history where they were from. My parents were missionary kids. My, uh, my ancestors are originally from Europe and have just uh, moved all around the world. My parents' history has been... Um, one of life overseas. So it's been fun to kind of share with my kids, hey, this is where my side of the family worked and lived for a while. And so that's been really fun. So that's a not so short overview of the Beautiful Feet books. I hope it was helpful for you. Uh, If you have any questions, um, feel free to send me a message. I'd love to help and uh, answer any questions you guys have about these. So there's a couple ways that you can support the podcast. If you like what you hear, share with your friends. It really goes a long way. I really appreciate that. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Foreign Toe Podcast. If you want to join my online community, I have a little group of moms that hang out on Marco Polo and we've been chatting up and asking each other questions and encouraging each other on our homeschool journeys. It's a great uh, face-to-face app, similar to Snapchat, a little bit different. I like it a lot better personally, but um, that could just be the 30 or 36-year-old in me that's like feeling older and older about technology. I don't know. (laughs) You can also financially support the podcast in a couple of different ways. One way is by hopping on patreon.com backslash foreign toe podcast and starting a and becoming one of a one of my patrons i have two wonderful patrons right now i'd like to thank my dear friend seth and my other dear friend amanda for becoming my first two patreons of my podcast i love you both love and kisses and i can't wait to see you in a couple weeks seth i'm so excited and amanda i'll catch you on marco polo if you guys want to meet these two wonderful patrons and see me (laughs) see me face to face, you can find me on Marco Polo. Just uh, shoot me a message on any of my socials and I'll get you added into the group as soon as possible. You can also find my website, forintopodcast.com. You'll find a few blog posts from before this uh, website was, <laughs> before this was a podcast, we were a blog. It's, I wrote several things for, about homeschooling and life in general. They're not very great. I'm not a really, really good writer, uh, but you can find those on there and you can find also some pictures. I'll be posting pictures of the guides on that website as well as on my Instagram feed. So you'll get to see what they look like. Join me next time. I'm not entirely sure what I want to talk about next time. So shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to know, what you'd like to hear the most. I can do a review of our science curriculum or math or some of our English curriculum. I will be doing grammar later in the year, um, later in the summer. I'm not quite ready to talk about grammar yet. I love teaching grammar right now, but I'm in a crisis and I'll talk to you guys about that another day. Yes, I'm totally being overdramatic, but that's okay. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed summer and and we'll talk to you guys next time on Four and Toe.